right, let's go ahead and call this meeting of the Long Legislation Committee to order. Please uh, call the roll to establish a quorum. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Guerra. Here. Vice Chair Harris. Here. Councilmember Valenzuela. Here. And Chair Chenier. I am here. Let's go ahead and do the land acknowledgement. Ms. Valenzuela, will you do the honor? Okay, please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands to the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Putwin Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. And salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, uh, we are going to pull item five off the consent to be rescheduled. So we have items one through four on the consent calendar. Any comments or questions on those items? Move consent. Okay, I have a motion I'll second. and a second. Please call uh, all those in favor say, signify by aye. Aye. Opposed, abstain, the motion carries unanimously. Let's go to item six. Welcome back. And for the record, Chair, I had no hands raised to make public comment on the consent calendar. For the record. So we'll, we'll take item six, the, the item that never ends. <laughs> The feeling's the same here. Um, so good afternoon, chair members and chair and members of the committee. My name is Yvette Rincon. I am the chief of staff to the director of utilities. Uh, thank you for having me here today. I wanna take a second to thank uh, my colleagues in the community development department, the city attorney's office and local 447. This was all truly a team effort. Today we're asking that the committee review the CEQA exemption and the ordinance and pass a motion forwarding the ordinance to city council for consideration. This work was first initiated in June of 2021. Staff completed a feasibility study a year later, presented the findings to this committee and a framework for an ordinance. Again, today we're here for an ordinance, with an ordinance for your consideration. As we have mentioned before, this work was broken up into two phases and I'm happy to share that we have completed phase one. Next year, we plan to move on to phase two. In phase two, we will study the treatment operations and maintenance requirements and costs for indoor water reuse, as well as study program administration requirements and potential incentives. When we were here in September, we were given a few follow-up items from the committee. In attachment two of the report, you can see our full responses to each item. As directed, we continued to work with Local 447. They brought valuable resources to the table that helped us get this ordinance completed. We also continued our outreach to Sacramento Re Regional Builders Exchange and offered to provide clarification and answer questions. Finally, we reached out to Regional Sanitation. They shared that the ordinance as proposed is not projected to significantly uh, impact their flows. However, this could change if the program requirements are expanded to more buildings or the types of diverted waste are expanded to include black water. Their full response is provided in attachment to. Now I will move on to staff's recommendation. So staff's recommendation is to adopt an ordinance requiring gray water systems for outdoor subsurface irrigation for certain new 
commercial buildings of 10,000 square feet or larger. Treatment is not required for gray water reuse for outdoor irrigation. Also requires separate additional piping that can be used for gray water, reuse of gray water for toilet and urinal flushing in new commercial buildings of 50,000 square feet or larger. This ordinance does not require the installation of treatment systems, just the additional piping. The ordinance includes exemptions for building types listed here, residential, grocery stores in food deserts, childcare facilities, warehouses and storage facilities, and when there are additions and improvements to buildings. Staff felt it was important to, to focus the grocery store exemption to areas of the city considered to be food deserts. The definition found in the draft ordinance is based on the U.S. Department of Agriculture's definition. If the committee approves a motion to send this ordinance to City Council for consideration, it can be done on November 29th for pass for publication, and on December 6th, the City Council can consider it for adoption. We recommend an effective date of July 1 of 2023. This allows a six-month period of outreach and notice to developers of the new requirements and allows time for the building division to develop, to develop policies and procedures for implementation. <clears throat> Finally, this item also includes a resolution that demonstrates staff's commitment to phase two. As mentioned earlier, in phase two, we will study the treatment, testing, and operations and maintenance requirements and costs, potential incentives, and city and county program roles and responsibilities, which are all needed to implement a full program. In order to do this work, we need the SB 966 regulations to be completed and adopted at the state level. For this reason, the soonest we feel we could kick this work off would be the summer of 2023. While there is little data available on treatment operations and maintenance costs for on-site indoor reuse, it suggests that these costs could be significant. In phase two, we will take the time to further dig into these costs before bringing forward a recommendation on indoor water reuse requirements for commercial buildings. Our plan is to present ordinance revisions to this committee in 2025 for an effective date of 2026, which is in alignment with phase two of the new building electrification ordinance and the effective date of the 2025 California Building Code. This concludes my presentation and our team is happy to take any questions from the committee. Great, thank you for uh, your perseverance. Do we have any um, public comments on this? Okay, I have no hands raised to make public comment on this item. Okay, let's go ahead to the committee. Uh, Councilwoman Valenzuela and then Councilmember Gira. Thank you. I want to commend the staff for bringing this item back so quickly. I know that wasn't easy um, and really commend um, our union stakeholders for their um, diligent work in, in getting us to this point. And I'm really happy to move the item and want to thank you again for, for your work here today. Okay, Member Gira. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. I also want to concur with the, the, the great work of staff. I know that you know there's there's a lot on your plate here, but uh, this is good moving forward. I'll second the the motion and look forward to the council conversation. Okay, this is great. Thank you for all your work, and again, thank you for working with our stakeholders, four four seven included. Um, I think it it's put us on a good path in where we're going. We have a motion and a second. Let's go ahead and call the roll. Oh, we don't have to do that. All in favor signify by aye. Aye. Opposed, abstain, the motion carries unanimously. Thank you very much. Let's move to item seven, digital media display policy.
Good afternoon, Chair. That's no problem. Uh, good afternoon, committee. Um, my name is Kevin Collin. I'm the zoning administrator in the Community Development Department. I'll be giving the staff report today. And just by way of overview, we'll give a quick brief summary of uh, why we're here, uh, the devices that are spurring this topic of conversation. Uh, quickly summarize your prior meetings and then give you a status update. A smart city kiosk, what does that mean? A uh, device often placed in public places, public right of way or com uh, community gathering spaces provides a variety of services uh, driven by technology. Uh, those examples of those uses are identified in the slide uh, in the bullet points from wayfinding to commercial advertising. Uh, in August of 2020, the committee added this item to its log and subsequent to that date in December uh, 2021, you received a staff presentation on the code amendments necessary to facilitate these devices, as well as uh, some preliminary information about their design and common issues and questions that are raised. <clears throat> At that meeting, the committee offered feedback for staff and some research um, items to complete for uh, further consideration at a future at a, at a subsequent meeting so what have we been up to since december of 2021 uh, subsequent to that prior meeting the staff lead for the project transferred from public works to the community development department and uh, as indicated on the title uh, the first bullet point there have been a number of vacancies uh, that led to recruitment my predecessor resigned in january of that day of that uh, year uh, 2022, I was hired in March of 2022. Uh, let's, needless to say, I've become very good at recruitment um, at the city since joining, and five, uh, five positions here will shortly be filled of the 11 in my team. Uh, so what do we, uh, in short, my responsibilities have been consolidated to ensure our core service of answering all pl planning and zoning uh, questions that our counter have received that attention so that folks may continue with development in our city uh, timely in terms of their permit applications. Uh, so with that short explanation of what we've been doing, I've nonetheless been able to publish a request for proposals in June of this year to uh, fortunately an on-call consultant list that exists for our neighborhood development action team. That publication and subsequent vetting with the selection committee uh, yielded a preferred candidate, which in September of this year is now under contract. Uh, the firm is Third Plateau. This firm is gonna be supplementing the staff uh, while we're onboarding and training up for my new recruits, including two new senior planners, uh, one of which will be tasked exclusively with leading this to the finish line. The consultant scope of work includes two phases and a five month time frame, concluding in March of next year. First is to follow up to the committee's questions as well as some uh, additional fact-founding about best practices. So we're gonna look at some example cities who have deployed this technology, as well as those uh, that have and, and discontinued its use. And uh, in summary, we're gonna hope to learn uh, some lessons from those staff directly in those different jurisdictions. Once we've gathered this information, we intend to take it into the community venue for some community outreach, including some targeted meetings, one-on-one -on -one st stakeholder interviews, a community survey, and interagency meetings. With that, I'll conclude. That is our brief presentation. I appreciate your patience while 
we get up to speed and, and get back on task here. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer. Okay, do we have any public comments on this item? I have no hands raised to make public comment on this item. Okay, Mr. Guerra. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Uh, first, you know, I, I appreciate uh, get this uh, coming back to the Law and Ledge Committee. Uh, it's been two years, and, uh, you know, I, I understand the, the, the challenges we've had with turnover and recruitment, um, you know, and, uh, but there is a bit of frustration that, or even before then, we had sat down to, to look at multiple experiences and bring information about other cities and where we're at. Uh, nonetheless, we're, we're here today, and I'm glad that we're moving forward where, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, the consultant to look at uh, and provide direction on, on this issue. The fact is, this came about because we're trying to, we'll find ways to, uh, to improve areas that, that need more commercial activity, such as Stockton Boulevard, Del Paso Boulevard, even the downtown area, uh, and, and looking at multiple new ways of, of using uh, information and, uh, and a way to, to connect with businesses. And so, uh, again, th this is one of those where, um, you know, the, the, the concern is, is where we want to, we see a lot of activity happening now with some resurgence and at least on Stockton Boulevard specifically, I'm talking about my district here, but there are others in the business community who are looking for how do we, uh, how do we use this as a tool to, to not only support the local business, but provide other resources that we may have and the technologies advance so far beyond where we were even this item actually was brought, I think, uh, to staff in 2019. And, uh, and finally, there was an act by putting it on the log in 2020. So the technology's advanced about what are the things that we need. You know, even right now, as we're talking about electric vehicle charging and looking at infrastructure for locations, uh, you know, there's also questions about you know, public Wi-Fi and how we can, uh, during the pandemic, we had concerns about how do we access and get more access to public Wi-Fi. All of these digital kiosks in other cities have uh, shown that they have a public benefit uh, at the same time figuring out ways that it's not a cost to the city. So one, um, I appreciate the update. I think if, if anything, I wanna make sure that that uh, um, that the consultant, if they're here, uh, do we have uh, the, the consultant here today? That they're not they're here not today, here? no. But that they at least uh, reach out to my office and my staff to make sure we get the right partners involved in, in some of those community meetings. Uh, specifically with the uh, you know uh, com uh, the the partners over uh, on uh, in the uh, the business improvement district uh, and also uh, looking at some of our uh, 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 other partners non-traditional partners like uh, Sac State UC Davis Health System and even our affordable housing partners these these tools could be helpful with our the build out of our affordable housing as information centers and as kiosk centers as well too so. Um, again, I'd like to see, I'd like to move a lot, a lot faster. Uh, now we're looking at March 2023. Is that, is that where, where something, we can, where we can have a clear report back to council? Uh, to this committee, we would bring back the consultant's findings, uh, which would be the, uh, at the conclusion of the community outreach, yes. Okay. And uh, sometimes you have to, um, you know, slow down to speed up. But in this case, I, I just feel like we've slowed down and continue to slow down. So uh, I'd like to make sure that whatever needs to happen, uh, I'm committed to making sure that, that if there's help and in, in engagement and community outreach, that we do that in time so that we can kind of get to this and, and uh, make some uh, ap action in March. So thank you with that, Mr. Chair. Okay, Mr. Harris. <clears throat> thank you, Chair. 
You know, I've been to cities uh, where they have implemented digital kiosks, and uh, it's a mixed issue, quite frankly. Um, uh, yeah, they, they can have some benefit, but there are also detriments to them as well. Quite frankly, I fall in the camp where I don't think that they're uh, a real useful item. In the background section here, uh, items five through eight are listed, talking about street furniture clutter, visual clutter, the technology refresh cycle, and the fact that um, many of these services are better served by mobile applications on personal devices. And of course, there's the issue of cameras as well. To me, if this were to move forward, key to this would be community outreach to see what our constituents think about this kind of implementation in the city. So as far as the consultant goes, it, it would have to be really robust community outreach you know, with a lot of people, not just a couple of target groups, but, you know, several neighborhood associations and, and really try to solicit feedback from, from the broader community to see if this is something that they would embrace or reject in the city. So please convey that to the, uh, yeah, to the researchers. Thank you. Okay. I think we're good. Um, I don't see any other hands raised, Ms. Valenzuela. So... Let's go ahead uh, to our next item, which is uh, public comment on items not on the agenda. So, Chair, I have no hands raised to make public comment for matters not on the agenda. Okay, and then, and then comments by members of this committee, Ms. Valenzuela. Thank you. Um, I'd like to add an item to the log for this committee to consider adjusting the ordinance related to digital display signs at large entertainment venues to be with regard to a 2,000 person capacity rather than 2,000 seats. Um, and happy to send that to you as well, Mindy. Okay, great. Um, you can make as many additions to the log as you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, uh, I think that's it. We have no further comments, no questions. We must be adjourned. Thank you.